guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parents Guide to Old School Parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to episode 135, a Your Child Explained episode, where we always try to get into the minds of our kids and see what's going on in there. So if you're relatively new to We Turned Out Okay, um, I do, I have, my format is a little bit different um, from other people's because I usually, the way that our podcast works is we have one week with just a Tuesday episode, and those are just you and me episodes is how I think of them. It's where we're like, I don't know, there's some talk of training or um, we're working on some way to like have a happier life at home, <laughs> really. Um, and then there, so then that's one week is just the Tuesday episode. And the next week is we have a Tuesday and a Thursday episode. The Tuesday is a guest conversation. And the Thursday is a Your Child Explained episode. And so that's what today's is. It's Your Child Explained. Um, and I'm really excited for today's because it's a listener question. Um, and so I think I'll just jump in and ask the question and then we'll get into talking a little bit more about it. So here goes. Eri asks, like many people, I'm very hard on myself and I know things would be easier if I could be more accepting and forgiving. I also think that this attitude would be a better example for my little girl. Self-acceptance seems to be so difficult for women and girls in our culture. It's definitely something I think about in regards to my 14-month-old daughter as I look toward her future. I listened to this episode, which she's talking about episode 130, uh, We Turned Out Okay's second annual goal-setting show, and I'll link to that in the show notes. She says, I listened to this episode last night, and I was really touched by your candor and depth of feeling, which I totally cried during that episode. So <laughs> thank you, Ari. She says, I've heard of affirmations before, and I admit to dismissing them as, quote, not for me. Well, after listening to you, I'd like to give it a try. How do I start? So, Ari, I love this question, um, and I'm so, so glad you asked it. I mean, to be honest, a lot, of, you know, more than a lot of people got in touch with me about this episode, um, about this idea of, of mindset and... Um, and, and forgiving yourself and self-acceptance and stuff like that. So in episode 130, which was the goal setting episode, I did not even realize this was going to happen. I, I started out by talking about um, something I do every single night, which is I talk to myself in my mirror. And I'm actually, go I've decided I'm going to do a bigger episode about that. Um, probably the next, quite possibly the next uh just you and me episode will be will be more specifically about that. Um, but anyway, I, I, I caught myself off guard by feeling so emotional about it that I started to cry, um, realizing how important that's been for me. And it does have to do with self acceptance and forgiveness of ourselves when we screw up, right? Um, so the question, how do I start? I mean, I think it's more than affirmations. Uh, I do love the idea of starting with affirmations and, and um, Ari, I'm so glad you brought affirmations specifically up. Um, but when you ask, how do I start? I, I will say this, two things come to mind. So today's episode is about those two things. Um, one is 
that I want you to, like when, it, when you think about affirmations, um, first of all, they can seem very like woo-woo California, you know? I mean, uh, who does affirmations, right? I mean, they make me think of Stuart Smalley. Do you remember the Al Franken Saturday Night Live character, Stuart Smalley, who would say, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. And um, it was very like woo-woo. I mean, it was really like sort of meant to, they're making fun of this idea that like, you know, um, like who, who does that, I guess is really their, their thought, you know, no, no, like normal person would, would stand in front of a mirror and do affirmations. And actually I should say, Ari, I don't do, I don't say my affirmations in front of the mirror. The mirror is a, is a different thing, but, um, the affirmations, I, I think I'm, I'm going to ask you to like, as Ari does, basically, she says, I've never thought about this as something for me. And after listening to you, I'd like to try it. Um, I hope I'm going to ask you uh, listening, you know, if you're not Ari, uh, to be kind of open to this idea. It is not a Stuart Smalley like thing to make fun of. Um, it's actually really, really powerful. That's how it's been for me anyway. Um, coming back from uh, a really debilitating chronic illness and Longtime listeners will know. I mean, this is this. I think I talk about it so frequently on the podcast because it's such a huge part of why there is a podcast at all. Um, I I had this debilitating chronic illness. It does seem to be receding. Um, and Ari, you also you were giving me hugs about about my. Uh, I'm I'm working on a diet called the Whole Thirty, and um, it's like a no grain, no sugar, no soy, no dairy, no alcohol kind of a thing. And, um, the first week or so I was just a complete and total wreck. Like I was such a mess. <laughs> um, and I'm not anymore. I'm better now. So, uh, I'm still, I'm sticking with it. I got another couple weeks left and, um, I, I, we're, we're experimenting to see if it helps the chronic illness, which is why I bring it up. Um, and <clears throat> pardon me. Anyway, um, I'm sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. So where was I? Uh, oh, okay. I remember. Um, I have had this chronic illness now for um, almost, well, for five and a half years, coming on six years. And it's affected like for, for a, a, quite a while, I, I couldn't walk. Um, and then it took 18 months to regain the ability to walk. And um, And I'm skiing today. Like I... I've been able to overcome some incredibly big, big challenges. Um, I didn't have the use of my hands at all because my thumb tendons kind of stopped working and um, created scar tissue, which is what this tendonitis, tendinosis, sorry, does to me. I, I get scar tissue um, as my tendons are trying to heal. It's really, really tough. And I have been, I guess probably, I'm trying to remember, um, the first great wonderful thing that happened was I met a physical therapist who fixed my leg basically. Um, and he also is this really kind of just wonderful, um, very paternal, uh, man. He's now a grandpa and he's a, such a proud grandpa. Um, but he, he left, he fled Venezuela, he and his family because, um, of Hugo Chavez and the horrible Hugo Chavez regime, uh, and came to the U.S. and in 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 Venezuela he had been for eighteen years he was the head of the uh, rehab 
therapy department at the university hospital in Caracas. I mean, he was like a really big guy. He taught classes in like, he taught a single class. He taught a semester long class on just the knee, like the workings of the knee. This is a guy who, you know, who knows so much. He's got so much information and um, he's here and he is the, the job that he could get here. This, this, I find this so galling is he's an assistant physical therapist. Like this is a guy who should be in front of hundreds or thousands of people teaching them how to, how to do what he knows how to do. It's a very different kind of physical therapy. Um, it's manipulative. So it's all handwork. And um, he, he literally took my leg. Doctors were mystified. Um, physical therapists had given up. Um, and I, I went to one last gasp doctor um, a, a, uh, a sports medicine doctor. Um, and he basically said, Oh no, we can fix this. He said, you know, he said, take heart, you know, you'll be able to walk again soon. And he says, what I want you to do is I want you to go to aquatic physical therapy. So I had to basically change physical therapy offices. And the, the, the guy from Venezuela, um, what he ended up, he was already, he had been at the second, physical therapy office, the one with the aquatic therapy. So I, part of it was doing aquatic therapy, but part a, a huge important part of it was uh, he took one look at my leg and he did some tests and he, he basically said, okay, I know exactly what to do. And he literally fixed, within two weeks, I'm not kidding, he had taken away all of the pain and swelling in my leg and cleared the decks basically so that when I started to gain strength, which is of course the next step, um, I was doing it on tendons that were not scarred and that were um, healing, starting to heal. So it did, it was a long, it was like 18 months of rehab. And um, I don't, <laughs> I don't tell the story in quite that much detail too, too often. But um, so, so the reason I do is that is because my physical therapist was the first sort of, I mean, the first really great mir- miraculous thing that happened to me on my way. And um he also had this attitude of like, everything happens for a reason. And he was very, and he still is like this to this day. He's very comfortable and secure in where he is now. You know, he, he thanks goodness every single day that he is out of uh, the clutches of the Venezuelan government. Um, He's got relatives who are not out of those clutches who are punished and imprisoned and killed (laughs) for being, uh, you know, educated. I mean, it's just, it, it just makes me so sickening and sickened and horrified to hear. Um, but anyway, so he is very, very thankful for, for what he has. Um, and so I don't think he thinks of himself as a person who like used to be on top and used to, you know, run a whole department and, and, uh, you know, teach classes in the knee. And, and he was really revered. I mean, like he was a very, very high up guy at this university. And um, now he's, you know, an assistant physical therapist in an office in just outside of Boston. I mean, it's just such a, it's such a change for him. I mean, uh, and his family, you know, it's, it's a different life now. But um, he, I don't know, he kind of opened him, not he not only healed my leg, but he also kind of helped me see things in a a little bit of a different light. Um, I used to sort of I would get really, really angry with my leg 
because it couldn't do what I was demanding of it. And and he was the, sort of the first person who was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> it's doing the best it can. It's up to you to, to treat it well, you know, and, and give it what it needs. And um, I am very admiring of, of him for that as well as for the fact that he literally fixed my leg. And so then the next thing that happened was um, I... I decided I wanted to start a something and I didn't even know what that something was. Um, and I got an incredible amount of help from, um, Michael O'Neill actually of the solopreneur hour podcast. Uh, you can hear our conversation. I think it's episode three of we turned out. Okay. Um, why I will find it and link to it. And, uh, that way you guys can hear that one too, if you want. Um, when I wrote to Michael to say, I just want to say thank you because you're helping me figure out some stuff about what to do and how to do it in terms of like um, helping parents of young children. Uh, he he gave me, he's got a really high level um, mastermind, you know, and he gave me three months of it for free. And, um, and the time that I spent in his solo lab, I, I mean, we turned out okay is as awesome as it is today because of Michael O'Neill. Um, I'll never forget the day when he was like, when, when we finally, when I came up with the name and he was like, yes, that is a great name. Because I had come up with like half a dozen names before and I'd think that they were the greatest name and he'd be like, mm, no, not quite. And um, finally, when, when, it, when I hit upon we turned out okay, I mean, that was really, really celebratory and... Um, Anyway, through Michael O'Neill, I also first heard, uh, he's got an episode with uh, a guy named Jack Canfield, the guy who he's written Chicken Soup for the Soul and those kinds of books. And he's also got a book called The Success Principles. And so Jack Canfield comes on Michael O'Neill's show. Um, I got a lot of links here. I'll try to link to that one as well. Um, and I heard that that conversation and I thought, you know what, I'll try it. You know, if the success principles have helped people, uh, you know, he talks about people who have uh, who have lost the use of their legs, like in the military or something like that, and how they've gone on to build wonderful lives um, and how he's helped them. Basically, um, I thought that's a that's a book I could use. <laughs> I'll try it. And the success principles. So this is a really, really long roundabout way of coming back to this. The success principles are where I ever first heard or read of affirmations. And uh, so Jack Canfield has a really specific way that you should say your affirmations and do them. And and, um, I would highly recommend that you go out and get that book. Um, You can start by listening to Michael O'Neill's conversation with Jack Canfield if you want. That's a really good place to start. but if you just want to be able to say an affirmation tonight, <laughs> here's what I'm going to recommend. Um, first of all, that you choose your affirmations carefully. Uh, like it's got to be your affirmation. So the fir- I guess I'll start by just telling you about the first one that I ever came up with, which was, I am enjoying a headache-free existence. I, if you, if you think back, if I, if I can just sort of show you where I was, I had about I think by the time I heard the Jack Canfield, I had about maybe 10, 15% use of my thumbs, um, which was up from that summer, believe me. Maybe I had a little more, maybe it was 20%. Um, And with that came a lot of stress. There was a lot of stress about, um, I felt so guilty because the kids and Ben were having to do everything for me. I mean, I could hardly wash my hair, you know, or pour my own coffee. Like there was so much I couldn't do. But 
Um, and it was causing a lot of headaches. It really, really was causing a lot of headaches. So the Jack in the success principles, Jack Canfield outlines that, that, um, affirmations need to be in the present tense. So you can't say I will blah, blah, blah. It is I am. And, and they should be, it should be like something very positive. So enjoying is, is a word that comes up a lot in affirmations. Um, uh, I, I, I would say I use enjoying in, in like most of mine probably. Um, and it's got to be an outcome that, um, that is really important to you. And, and some of them can even be big, like, um, I'll tell you, you know, I'll share in a minute with you. I'll share the next one. But for I'm enjoying a headache-free existence, like there were nights where I would literally say that in the middle of the most splitting headache. And it would seem so silly, but um, that what happened was the times between headaches got longer and longer. So it became, at first I'd be like lying there with a headache saying, I'm enjoying a headache-free existence. And I would think, is that really true? And then as I kept doing it, because I say affirmations every morning and every night, um, also that's the other thing you need to say them frequently, at least once a day, probably twice a day. That's twice a day is what's worked for me. Um, so something that's really important to you, something that is in the present tense, something that has a positive verb in it, such as enjoying and something that you say every single day without fail every single day. Um, and as I got to be saying, I'm enjoying a headache-free existence more and more, I got less and less headaches. And there really wasn't that much else that was changing. Um, like I, I was already seeing a shrink. I was already eating, you know, decently. Um, I was in physical therapy. I was, I think what affirmations do for me is they, they help me shift my mindset to a, a happier mindset. And... Um, that's why I think an affirmation might be a good thing for you because it, it just, it, it, it makes you more self-accepting and more forgiving of yourself. Um, I, this, the next one, one that has helped me. So I, I sat down and wrote down a little bit today. Um, so I'm enjoying a headache free existence was the very first one I ever used. Um, I, I, I still use it. I love it. Um, when I'm enjoying a headache-free existence, it means that pretty well a lot is right in the world because headaches to me are, that's one way that my body kind of takes stress and, and uh, you know, handles stress. It sort of becomes back tension, which becomes neck tension, which becomes a migraine. So if I'm enjoying a headache-free existence, it means that everything else is pretty good, you know. So that's that's how that's, that was my first, very first one. Um, another one that's helped me in a ton of areas of my life, which is so funny is I am enjoying the thrill of flying. Um, I used to be a terrible flyer. I, especially when I would get on a plane with the boys to go to Colorado and visit my parents, I was just so convinced that the plane was going to fall out of the sky. And not only would I be ending my own life, but I would be ending that of my two boys. And like, I'd be fine with ending my own. But with the kids, I just feel like I made this choice for them. They couldn't make this choice. And, um, that just hurt so much. And so I, I really focused on that. I was so fearful. Um, there was this one terrible day. I remember before I learned the expression, I'm enjoying the thrill of flying where the plane had almost landed in Denver, which is notoriously windy. And as it were almost, you know, we're almost touching down. We're almost touching down. Like we have to be landing in, in a split second and the plane started to take off again. And I was like, no, 
<laughs> and we had to do a go round, maybe even two, um, because of the wind. Like the wind was just coming across the runway in such a way that they couldn't land the plane safely. And that kind of stuff used to just tear me up. Talk about headaches, right? Um, and so Jack Canfield in the Success Principles recommends using I'm enjoying the thrill of flying as a way to combat fear of flying. Because there's a lot. So what I so I've I've started using this and I thought, all right, so I would say it to myself every morning and every night. And if I'm getting on a plane, I will I say I repeat it to myself pretty frequently as I'm getting on the plane, as I am on the plane, every time there's turbulence or something like that, I'll just be like, Oh yeah, I'm enjoying the thrill of flying. And um, I found it to be like redonkulously helpful. And then what I noticed was that it was helping me in other ways. So for example, um, before I started using I'm enjoying the thrill of flying as an affirmation, the kids and I went to a water slide park and I could walk. So I was able to do it, which was really good, but I was terrified of it. And I was so convinced that I was going to get to the bottom and my nose would fill up with water and I would like try to slow myself down on the way down. And um, it was ridiculous. Like it was so not fun for me at all. And I, I left like, man, this stupid water park. I hate this place. And the next summer I'd been, I'd been saying every morning and every night for probably six months or so, um, I'm enjoying the thrill of flying. And I had a completely different experience, same water park, same me, same bathing suit, same everything. And I had a ball, like I'd get up to the top and I'd be like, um, I'd get on the water slide. And like, what I found is that every time where I'd been trying to stop myself before, I was not trying to stop myself. I was sort of going with the flow. I was letting the water, uh, you know, carry me along. And when I got to the end, um, I didn't have water up my nose anymore. Like, I don't know what, I, I can't, it's so funny to me. It's so woo-woo California that like saying the words, I'm enjoying the thrill of flying would would change something like that. But for me, it, it totally, totally did. And um, the reason I, I link it to that expression is because I, I, you know, I'm sitting there on the water slide and I'm going down and I'm thinking how much fun this is. And into my head would come the expression, I'm enjoying the thrill of flying. And I've started to realize that in other areas of my life, I you can equate them with flying, um, with the sense of freedom, like skiing is something I was not, not that I was ever really afraid to ski, except for once or twice after I, or once anyway, after I, the first time I was back up skiing, that was a little bit scary after not being able to walk. Cause I thought, what if I crash, you know, <laughs> what if something happens? But, um, but other than that, like now when I try new things, so I mean, flying can mean so much. It can mean sledding. It can mean flying in an airplane. It can mean getting up in front of an audience and telling a story. Um, those are, it can be, it can mean being on a water slide or ice skating. Um, it can mean laughing out at a party. Like there are so many different ways for us to fly. <laughs> and I'm enjoying the thrill of flying is an affirmation that really opened all of that up for me. Um, so like Ari, I, I feel like your question was kind of a two-parter. There's the forgiveness and self-acceptance, self-forgiveness and self-acceptance. And then there's the affirmations. So I guess I'm trying to link them, but I think I'm going to do another mirror episode or a mirror, an episode about the mirror. And I'm going to talk more about self-acceptance and forgiving um, in that one. This one is more like, this is what affirmations have done for me. Um, and 
this is how you can use them. So you asked, how do I start? My advice, um, I said it was going to be in kind of in two parts. So the first part is choose your affirmation carefully. Um, make it have these very specific parameters in the present tense with a positive verb, um, something that ends in ing and something that you say every day, whether once or twice, I would go with twice because that's what's worked for me. And just, and you got to give it some time to give it a couple of weeks, even a couple of months. And, um, I think it will really help. Uh, and what I found that I've actually done is I've incorporated many other, like I probably have a dozen or so affirmations that I say every morning and every night. And, um, they've transformed my life. I mean, they really, really have. And, uh, if you do them, I hope they'll transform your life as well. Um, so that's the first way is choose your affirmation carefully. And the second way, which I'm going to get into now, um, is have a support network. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Um, we don't live in a vacuum. You know, we, we, we live around and within, you know, our, our communities. And, um, I have been thinking about this phrase, this quote by a guy named Jim Rohn. Um, I've never read any Jim Rohn, but I think he was one of the very first sort of like entrepreneur, but personal success kind of people. And, um, he once said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so if you think about the five people closest to you, and I don't necessarily mean, um, proximity wise, I mean like the five people that your five best friends, um, uh, the people you spend the most time with, um, on the phone or thinking about or out with, or, uh, in your home, you know, um, and if you think about those five people, if you try to envision them, are they like down on themselves? Because if they're down on themselves and they're the five people that you're closest to, then there's a really, really good chance that you're going to be down on yourself, that you're not going to be self-accepting or forgiving, that you're not going to do the kinds of, you know, affirmations that are going to help you um, feel good, the kinds of things that could be so life-changing. Um and, and so like, this makes me think of, I think uh, we all have people in our lives that, um, we love and we're not, uh, we're not allowing them to leave our lives. And I mean that in a, in a good way, like, um, you know, our parents or our, our in-laws or our best friend or our children or our spouse or whatever. Um, I guess if those people are tend to be very down on themselves if they take other people down even inadvertently that that's i mean that's something to know and acknowledge anyway um because once you can say to yourself okay you know this person does that you can decide how you are going to respond to it um and for example if if you're finding that there are some people in your life among those five who do that you can say all right i'm not going to not have this person in my life. But what you could do then is you can search for other people who are going to be affirming, you know, who are going to um, be positive. And you can find that like, for example, I hope anyway, that I'm an affirming person in your life. So you can download a bunch of episodes and listen to them and um, get something really positive out of that. I can be one of your five people. Um, there's lots and lots of, uh, just podcasters that, that are all about bringing people up instead of 
uh, knocking them down. And, um, you know, so that's something that you can do. You can have a support network. And, you know, if we zoom the lens out a little bit from just affirmations, um, when the people that we spend time with help us and support us and lift us up, that's a huge help. And when we get that support that we need, we're in a much better mindset for our kids, you know, for raising kids. And so what I found and, and what other people find when they are able to do this, like get the kind of support that they need, pardon me, is um, they are being much more positive. And so if, you know, as I used to be, if you were ever the kind of person who would say things to, you know, their busted leg, for example, like, I hate you. And I, I wish that you were fixed. And um, I'm so angry that you're not. Um, you know, if, if we say that to ourselves, if we say that to our kids, something like that, you know, why can't you be more like your brother or some of the things that, that parents say that we mean to be helpful, but, but that are just taking people down. Um, when we're getting the support that we need, we are going to be able to be a support for the people around us and that will help lighten them. So if you know people who are, you know, kind of taking other people down or whatever, and you, you don't want to get them out of your life, then, um, you can, you can start to change your behavior around them. You can make the choice to be more positive yourself and, uh, and that will help them. Um, and, but the question I think is where do you get that support? Right? So, uh, I've thought of some ways. Um, one is you can locally, like in your town or community, you can ask in a mom's group or a play group, if there are people who want to join you just in like, I mean, even just forming a, a little Facebook group or something, um, called relentless, call it relentlessly positive and, um, ask people to post in their, their affirmations every single day. Um, because that, because doing it with other people keeps you, uh, excited about it, on track about it, um, accountable. Like you're not gonna, if you've got five people in that group and you know that they're counting on you to go in and say like, this is what happened to me today. And this is my, was my response to it. Or here, here's my daily affirmation. Um, you don't want to disappoint those people. And that uh, means that you're not disappointing yourself either, which is just awesome. So support is like a huge, huge thing. Um, and there is one other way that I've thought of that you can get that support. And that is to join the Ninja Parenting community. Um, if you like what you hear on We Turned Out Okay, but you feel like it's not quite enough, if you want more personal help and advice from me, then the Ninja Parenting community is a place where you can get that help. Um, and now is the perfect time to join because this episode is airing on February 2nd. Uh, and on February 3rd, the community is leaving beta. Um, so tomorrow in real time, the price is going to double. So joining now means beta pricing and a community with all the bells and whistles. Uh, it's got some great features. Uh, there are these parent coaching calls, which when you hear a Your Child Explained episode, and it is my conversation with a with a parent solving problems that they have, such as scheduling problems or, um, oh gosh, you know, lots of, lots of different questions come up in the parent coaching calls. Um, those are those parents are ninja parent community members and that's part of the deal um 
when you join the community. So if you join monthly, you get one call. And if you join annually, you get four a year. So, um, I mean, those are, that's a really good benefit. I would say that's a huge thing that people have really responded to and loved in the community. Uh, you also get forums where you get to ask me questions. And even if it's not a time for your parent coaching call, you can talk to me about your situation and I can help you because I'm in there every day. Uh, it's certainly most days, if not every single day, but every day. Um, there are some classes in there that I've been able to build. Uh, there's one called Sanity with Kids. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of, it's really set up to um, to help you the most. And tomorrow, as I said, it's going to double in price. So uh, if you want to see what it's all about, um, you can come to a Q, you can register to go to a Q&A that I'm having tonight. Um, it's a live Q&A in which I will take you into the inside the community. So you can see what what the forums look like and what the membership looks like. Um, you can listen as I address lots of frequently asked questions. You can ask your own questions if you have any. And I'm super excited because I'm going to be giving uh, away copies of uh, e-copies. You know, it's a free ebook. I'm going to be giving away copies of Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics, which the community, the ninja parenting community gets its name from Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics, which is a book that I wrote to help you like handle the everyday challenges that little kids bring. Um, and I'm so excited. It's available in Amazon, but you have to pay for it. So if you come to the live Q&A tomorrow night, or sorry, not tomorrow night, tonight, Thursday, February 2nd, you don't have to pay for it. So um so I, I'm just really, really excited about that. And, uh, you know, you'll be able to see what it's like and see if it's a fit for you. Um, I I really hope that you uh, consider the Ninja Parenting community um, as a place to get that kind of support. And I will link to it in the show notes. I'm going to link to like the information page about it, basically. Um, but then if you want to to go to the um, NPC FAQ Q&A tonight. It's eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can just go to weturnedok.com and you can sign up. Um, you can register and then I will send you a link when, when it's about to start is basically how it'll work. Uh, so I really, really hope to see you in there in the Q&A and also in the membership because um, I think it would be really, really valuable to you and coming at the end of a uh, an episode about um, affirmations and self-acceptance. I I really think that it's a great place for you to get the kind of support that will help you uh, have a happier life at home and, um, you know, keep some New Year's resolutions if you made any about like shouting less and uh, that sort of thing. So hopefully um, you'll do it. So Ari um, and the others who brought up this question to me, uh, I, I just want to say, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this will answer your question. Um, and I just want to say thanks for listening. I hope I really, really hope it's helped. I know I, I got a little long winded. I like to try and keep your child explained episodes a little shorter, but this one appears to be 34 minutes. <laughs> so we didn't, I like them to be 15, 20 minutes, but today that didn't quite happen. I guess I had a lot to say about this. This is a big deal. Um, affirmations, what we think about ourselves. Um, 
And so, you know, yeah, I hope it answers your questions and that you go into your day feeling good. Um, I've got a special thanks to our producer, the man who's always such a support to me, the 19-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutok.com slash contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutokay or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the We Turned Out Okay podcast page or Instagram at We Turned Out Okay or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie or you can even snail mail it to me. Karen Lock Culp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019. And you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out Okay. Thanks so much for listening.